You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast. Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Do you know another parent or expecting parent? Are you wondering, what can I give them as a gift? Don't give them another onesie. Don't give them a plastic toy or, God forbid, a toy gun that's just going to end up in the garage. Give them something that matters. And what matters the most is protecting their child. What do you love most in the world? Your children. What will you do to protect them? Anything. I sat down with the smartest people I know in the world on matters of child safety, finding missing children, fighting back against predators. And what I learned is so important, powerful, and information so critical. I want you to have it. I want them to have it. Go to CrimeStopsHere.com for a five-part series with action information that you can use to change your life and protect your child. Payment starting $6.99. Give that as a gift. Not another onesie. Find out how to protect your child when you're out at the mall or the store, the grocery, in the parking lot, at home. Find out about protection regarding babysitters and daycare, even online. I'd rather have that any day of the week than a plastic toy or, God forbid, a toy gun. Join Justice Nation. Go to CrimeStopsHere.com. 
Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The person responsible, if they're watching this, we're coming after you. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop in the pursuit of justice. We in law enforcement have a very good track record working together to bring uh, justice to victims and to bring perpetrators to justice. We're not going to stop in this, in this case. In the last hours, the FBI releasing brand new photos of a North Carolina girl who was kidnapped just outside her home at about 7 a.m. The mother, along with the FBI, begging for your help. Where is Hanya? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You are hearing audio of the FBI pointing you, directing you, and you can see it at CrimeOnline.com. Video of a male walking along. Is this the person who took this beautiful little girl from straight outside her home? With me, Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert, professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. Dr. Brian Russell, psychologist, lawyer, host of the hit series on Discovery ID, Fatal Vows, and author of Stop Moaning, Start Owning, and joining me from L.A. with the very latest Crime Online's Alan Duke. Alan, it's so hard for me to imagine that at 7 o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm rushing around trying to get the children out the door, trying to make sure they have been fed and they've got all their accoutrement together, uh, that someone is actually waiting for them, waiting to take them, because there is no doubt in my mind, Alan Duke, that this little girl was targeted. She goes right outside her door, and she's getting into her auntie's car, and bam, she's gone. Yeah, this reminds me of when I was a kid. I used to like to go and crank the car on the cold days in Georgia to get it ready to go to school. It was sort of my pre- prelude to learning how to drive and to think that this girl went out there to do that and she was kidnapped you know guys we are talking about the disappearance of a beautiful little girl it's a girl that just turned 13 Hanya Aguilar and we're looking for a green vehicle take a listen to this Day five in the search for Hanya Aguilar still coming up empty. But tonight, new surveillance video of a man walking toward Rosewood Mobile Home Park who could help investigators crack this case. Someone knows this man, and we need you to call us with information. Maybe you recognize the way he walks, his mannerisms, or maybe he'll recognize himself on TV. Hanya's mother originally set to speak during an afternoon press conference. Too exhausted to talk, she penned this letter to the community instead. You provided help. You can continue to provide help. We need your help. We need Hanya to come home. Those are the words of a mother desperate to get her child back. You are hearing from WTVD-TV, Durham reporter Morgan Norwood. You are also hearing what the FBI agent Andy De La Roca is telling us, a message from Hanya's mother. This is very, very important to me, to Dr. Brian Russell, what we just heard. Because so often, like if you think of... Um, the case of Jamie Claus, who's missing right now, both of her parents shot dead, and she's missing from the home. A lot of people are speculating, oh, was she part of it? Did she or help orchestrate this? No, I don't think she did. But in this case, we have a witness, Dr. Brian Russell, a witness that sees this little girl just turned 13, 
You know what? That is just a little older than my daughter and son. Saw her being forced into the car. She didn't have anything to do with this. This is not somebody that she knows. A man in a yellow bandana. What does this mean to you, Dr. Russell? One of the things that we see in these cases sometimes, Nancy, is that the perpetrator actually did have some prior contact with the victim, for example, on social media, and that does not mean that the victim necessarily was a willing participant or uh, uh, certainly not uh, an enthusiastic participant in running off with the perpetrator, uh, but there has been some prior contact, and so when you listen to this mother, one of the things that I notice is that she makes this comment where she says, I don't have anything against the person who took you. And it just makes me wonder, I may be totally all wet on this, but it makes me wonder if she's not considering the possibility that there had been some kind of prior contact. Maybe the guy wanted the girl to run off. She wouldn't go, so he decided he was going to force it, and the mom isn't sure the extent to which the girl is upset about it, so she's trying to sort of telegraph a message that, you know, if you decide that this was a horrible idea and you come back, I'm not going to... Uh, you know, go all out on this guy necessarily. Now, of course, she will and should uh, if they, as soon as they find them. Well, I've got a question for you, Dr. O'Brien. Do you have any evidence at all to suggest that that is the scenario? I do not. Okay. Let's talk about what we know. And it may be true. What Dr. Bryan is saying may be true. This may be someone in her neighborhood, someone that saw her at a school ball game, someone that has approached her before and she just rebuffed or walked away from. Right now, we don't know, but what we do know is this guy last seen had on a yellow bandana. As a matter of fact, listen to Lumberton Police Chief Michael McNeil. A witness saw a male dressed in all black and wearing a yellow bandana, approached Miss Hannah Noella Aguilar, age 13, and forced her into a green 2002 Ford Expedition. And he stopped the vehicle and drove away with Miss Aguilar in the vehicle. Miss Aguilar has been waiting on families to come out of the residence to take her to school at the Lumberton Junior High School, where she is in the eighth grade. Okay, that's just making me sick to my stomach. Joe Scott Morgan with me, forensics expert. Joe Scott, I, I cannot discount Dr. Brian Russell's theory. And I was just thinking, you know, um, I John David, my little boy, got to be ball boy, okay, for the Georgia Tech basketball team one night. And, of course, I was so proud, and I went and watched him. Lucy could have been ball girl, but she wanted to go to a dance with her father instead. I'll never understand that the decision, but okay. So, long story short, I sat there and watched John David the whole time. 
And it's only now hitting me. Who may have seen him? Who did he talk to? Who did he come in contact with? Because it's just like Dr. Brian Russell said, this could have been anybody that she knew or didn't know or saw, came in contact with at school, uh, at, at the grocery store. It could be anybody, not necessarily somebody she recognizes or she knows, but someone that had come in contact with her. And that is very scary. There's no way to avoid that. No, there's not. And one of the things that we do in investigations, Nancy, is we look for motivations. You know, what's the rationale for somebody moving forward? Now, I can tell you something from my past and my personal history is that I grew up uh, in my early years uh, with a single mother in a trailer house. And I tell you what, we did not have a lot of, and that was money. So many times when we think about kidnapping, uh, you know, in the classic sense, people think, well, folks are being kidnapped in order to uh, hold them for ransom. I can't imagine this family has, you know, uh, oodles of cash that they're that they're prepared to hand over um, uh, in order to ransom this girl. So what's the motivation for this individual to snatch this little 13 year old girl? And another thing that's that's quite striking to me is the fact that this individual would be so bold as to do it in her front yard outside of the trailer while they're waiting for school. Hmm. Man, you're so right about that. That factor, so bold to do it in her front yard as she is waiting to go to school. Take a listen to what Lumberton Police Chief Michael McNeil tells us. It breaks my heart to stand here before you five days later after Hanya's been missing and kidnapped and not have her back home yet. I'm telling you folks, it hurts me down deep in the heart to know that she's not back home yet to her mother and back to this community. We are working real hard, real hard, with all the law enforcement partners we've got, all the community that we have here. They're working hard to bring her home to her family, which is my family also. Where is Hanya? This little girl who had just turned 13 in eighth grader at Lumberton Junior High, kidnapped by a man dressed in black wearing a yellow bandana while she's standing outside her family's home. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. How many times have I told the children, run, 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 go get in the minivan. I'll be right there and we'll go. I've got it turned on for you. Any kook could get in that minivan and take off with them. It, 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 it's overwhelming. We, we also have learned in the last hours, the Lumber, Lumberton Police Chief Michael McNeil and the FBI say that stolen vehicle was found shortly before 8, 8 a.m. off Quincy Drive in Lumberton. Now, what does that mean? Is he on foot with the girl? Are they in a home nearby? Has he gotten into another car and taken her away? The suspect then drove the 2002 Ford Expedition bearing the tag, South Carolina tag, Nor William Sam 984 out of the neighborhood and was last seen turning left onto the Elizabethtown Road. At this time, the investigators are interviewing witnesses, family, and friends, as well as conducting a door-to-door -door canvas in the neighborhood and checking area surveillances to find out any information we can. 
That tag was in Nancy W. West S. South 984. The vehicle has been found nearby, which means he's either in another vehicle or they are somewhere in the area. You know, it seems to me, you're the forensics expert, Joseph Scott Morgan, that they could get some sort of fingerprint or DNA off that car to tell them who the perp is. You know this is not his first time at the rodeo. No, it's not. And and that's what was very intriguing to me about this case, Nancy, is the fact that he would target a 13-year-old female. We're pretty sure that this is a male that's done this, at least from the descriptors that the police are saying. And so if that is the case, I think one one chance I might have at this guy is a DNA profile. If he has been registered as a sexual predator, if they can tag that back via the DNA that they can collect within that vehicle. Remember, his hands have been on the steering wheel. They've been on the gear shift. They've been on the, the steering column. Everywhere inside of that vehicle, they can harvest something from that location and tie it back to a specific name if he is in the registry. So that's very important, not to mention the fingerprint evidence as well. And, you know, to Dr. Brian Russell, host of hit series Fatal Vows on Discovery, psychologist, lawyer, author of Stop Moaning, Start Owning. Dr. Brian, this is not this guy's first time at the rodeo, as we were just saying. You don't go from zero to 120 MPH in one incident. However, his previous incidents may be other things like a burglary, like a peeping Tom. One thing I noticed prosecuting all those years in inner city Atlanta, when you got a guy for peeping Tom, okay, that was go that would escalate into burglaries or sex crimes. I'm not, uh, I don't have statistics, but every time somebody had a peeping Tom, they'd have several of them and then it would escalate. Like uh, sex offenses, they can't stop. Another kind of crime that can't stop, a uh, criminal, is burglary. It's just something in, in your in your DNA. You just burgle. Those are three crimes that I, I know anecdotally. They can't stop themselves, and they cannot be rehabbed to stop. So this guy, my point is, going back to what Joe Scott Morgan just said, may not have a sex offense in his uh, criminal history, but he's got something. It may be a burglary. It may be a peeping Tom. But there is something in this guy's history. If they could get that fingerprint, they could nab him. What do you think? Well, I think you're making a great point, and I think it actually extends across many of the cases that we've discussed over the years. If you look at mass shootings, uh, you know, uh, kidnappings, rapes, uh, almost every case we talk about when we finally catch the person, we find out that the society has had multiple prior opportunities to have gotten that person away from the law-abiding public, and we haven't done it because we're always so concerned about, oh, we want to give a second chance, we want to rehabilitate, we don't want to ruin somebody's life. Uh, you know, we have got to think more as you're thinking that, thank God we caught this person when all they did was be a peeping Tom, we caught them on their way to doing something like this, and we need to act more as such Instead of going, well, we can maybe rehabilitate, maybe a little probation, a little therapy. That's exactly how you get these higher level offenses. And it's so frustrating because think about how many times we have actually had a case like this where it did turn out to be the 
only thing the person had ever done that put them on the society's radar. I can probably count those on one hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're you're right. We've seen it over and over again. Guys, please go to CrimeOnline.com. Look at the video that we have posted. The FBI is not calling the person in the video a person of interest or a suspect. They just want to talk to him, find out what, if anything, he knows. They are asking anyone who lives within a mile of Quincy Drive to also check their property out sheds, out buildings. You know that better than police, better than the FBI does. Just in the last hours, the FBI has released a surveillance video showing what appears to be a male walking in the area where she, Hanya, was taken. Now, what is this guy doing out walking around all by himself in that very same area? Clearly, whoever took her knows the area that should reduce the number of suspects. We are on the hunt for a little girl taken fr basically from her front yard. Won't you help us? Alan Duke joining me. Alan, there is a tip line in this case in the search for Hanya Aguilar. The search entering now day eight. The FBI wants to talk to the man seen in this surveillance video. You can see it at CrimeOnline.com. Alan, what is the tip line number? Well, there is the FBI tip line at 910-272-5871. 910-272-5871. As a matter of fact, the reward in the search for Hanya Aguilar has been increased. Listen. In addition to the $15,000 reward being offered by the FBI, our governor office today reported that they will give us additional $5,000 reward to help find Hanya. We are grateful to everyone for their support and all the prayers that we're having, including the law enforcement community, praying for them as we pray to try to get Hanya back home to her family. I encourage you all to pray and keep supporting each other and during this difficult time in the Lumberton community. Today, the North Carolina Emergency Management Office conducted a ground search with a mile, uh, within a mile of where the stolen vehicle was found in the area of Quincy Drive. The groups are specially trained to search for evidence that could help us find Hanya. They checked all the abandoned buildings in the area that they could check. Now we're asking anyone who lives within the mile of Quincy Drive to check your own property, check your out sheds, your outbuildings. You know them better than we do and better than the search team does. And call our tip line at 910-272-5871 if anyone see anything unusual or out of place on their property. You know your property better than we can and you can spot things that don't belong there. And we're sending this message out to the community even though we had our search team out. The community know their buildings, they know their outsheds, they know that things that don't belong on their property and what should belong on their property. We process the SUV, the stolen vehicle, and hope it may offer us clues in our desperate search to bring Hanya back home. Do you know another parent or expecting parent? Are you wondering what can I give them as a gift? 
don't give them another onesie. Don't give them a plastic toy or, God forbid, a toy gun that's just going to end up in the garage. Give them something that matters. And what matters the most is protecting their child. What do you love most in the world? Your children. What will you do to protect them? Anything. I sat down with the smartest people I know in the world on matters of child safety, finding missing children, fighting back against predators. And what I learned is so important, powerful, and information so critical. I want you to have it. I want them to have it. Go to CrimeStopsHere.com for a five-part series with action information that you can use to change your life and protect your child. Payment starting $6.99. Give that as a gift, not another onesie. Find out how to protect your child when you're out at the mall or the store, the grocery, in the parking lot, at home. Find out about protection regarding babysitters and daycare, even online. I'd rather have that any day of the week than a plastic toy or, God forbid, a toy gun. Join Justice Nation. Go to CrimeStopsHere.com. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The Lake Halley Police Department is looking for the driver who hit five people early this afternoon. Three people were pronounced dead at the scene, and that includes two children and one adult. Police say the five victims were part of an area Girl Scout troop. They were participating in a cleanup event when the incident happened. One victim was airlifted to the hospital, and one victim was taken by ambulance. We had a group of Girl Scouts were alongside the highway picking up trash. An 04 to 06 black F-150 was traveling northbound on County Highway P right before the Highway 29 overpass, crossed over a lane of traffic and into the ditch, striking uh, the Girl Scout troop. A vehicle of interest is believed to be a dark-colored Ford truck with the heavy front end damage and missing both side-view mirrors. You are hearing from WEAU-TV. That's reporter Katerina Vigara describing the deaths of three Girl Scouts and one parent mowed down on the side of the street as they were picking up trash as part of their Girl Scout troop project. Now we learn the driver who mowed them down was huffing, huffing, getting high when he mowed the girls and the parent dead. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Huffing, what is it? Well, you may remember this. We know now what Demi Moore, um, at least according to her friend, was doing right before this emergency. Uh, and it involves something um, I will admit I was unfamiliar with. I- I've never heard of a whip. You got, a, you got a little education. This I got morning. a little bit of a drug education this morning um, <laughs> that she supposedly, uh, according to the friend at least, was um, inhaling nitrous oxide. And um, that is what the basis of this uh, 911 emergency yeah. was. That was a story by our friend Harvey Levin at TMZ. The morning that Demi Moore had been huffing using whippets and got high and had some sort of an emergency, a 911 seizure-like emergency, what is huffing? It's at the root of the death 
of three Girl Scouts and a mom. John Limley with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What happened with the three Girl Scouts, John? Well, it was late Saturday morning. Two small groups of Girl Scouts from Troop 3055 and their adult companions, they were all wearing these bright lime green safety vests, walking along the sides of County Road P. These are fourth graders that had adopted the rural road and were performing uh, their biannual community service. Uh, This is along a stretch that runs through farmland, residential areas. A black pickup speeding, uh, we're not even sure exactly the speed, veered off the road and into the shallow ditch where some of these girls were walking, picking up trash, killing uh, two of the girls outright uh, and the mother. The, uh, the other child died very soon after. The truck then lurches back onto the road, speeds away, and uh, it takes investigators a while to uh, figure out and find the perpetrator. This crash uh, on, on a Saturday killed a nine-year-old little girl, Jana Kelly, 10-year-old Autumn Helgeson, both of Lake Halley, 10-year-old Haley Hickel, and her mother, 32-year-old Sarah Jo Schneider from Lafayette. And now we are learning more and more about why. Police have now identified the driver of the pickup as 21-year-old Colton True. Police say he took off after the crash but later turned himself in. True has not been charged yet, but he did appear in court today for a bond hearing. This is Colton True. And prosecutors say he will face more than a dozen charges. Police say True and his passenger admitted to huffing chemicals before the crash. And in court, the district attorney's office said True was also involved in a rollover accident while driving under the influence of drugs in September. You were hearing from KARE 11 TV reporter Danny Spiewak describing the pickup truck that this guy, Colton True, was driving, allegedly huffing chemicals just before he mows down three little Girl Scouts, my daughter's age, my son's age, and we learned he was involved in another crash just a couple of months before, and nothing was done. Joining me right now, in addition to John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, forensics expert, Karen Smith, courtroom superstar, Jason Oceans, New York psychologist, Karen Stark. Joining me now is former president of MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Georgia. Cheryl McCollum, what is huffing? A lot of people didn't even know what it was till Demi Moore ended up in the emergency room. Right. You, you can have several things, spray paint, whipped cream, and, of course, nitrous oxide. So what they basically do is they can use a balloon. They can use anything. They take the gases out, and it goes right into their mouth, and it gives them this really rush of euphoria. It's like this fantastic high. Nancy, how many times are you and I going to have to talk about a driving under the influence fatality? You've got these babies, these nine-year-old little girls that are out doing community service, helping other people. And here comes this 21-year-old that, A, could have stayed at home, could have stayed at a friend's house, could have stayed parked in a parking lot, could have used Uber for the love of God. But no, again, he decides that not only is he going to forego doing something legally, he's going to use something illegal, become under the influence, and then mow these babies down. 
it's asinine to me. Mowing them down. That's a way to put it. Huffing um, is intentionally inhaling fumes. It's becoming very, very common. It was made um, common knowledge when Demi Moore had used whippets to huff. You use an inhalant. You can use it from practically anything. Spray bottles. There are different solvents people can use to huff. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous for the people doing it and everybody around them. Now, she was using whippets. Demi Moore was using whippets. You know, to Karen Stark, a New York psychologist joining us out of Manhattan, people huff because they say, oh, well, you know, it's not cocaine, it's not heroin. But we recall when Demi Moore hospitalized after inhaling nitrous oxide using whippets, and they really got in the spotlight when that happened. Remember, she had seizures, she went unconscious, was rushed to the hospital. Those little cylinders filled with nitrous oxide or NOx, you get it in dentist office. Uh, Novocaine is uh, something similar. Um, and and very dangerous, as you can see from Demi Moore. But it's not just, I mean, the whole thing became popular during the disco era when people would do it on the dance floor. So they would get higher as they were dancing and feel better. And when you think about that, which sounds like it's not horrific, and you compare it to this terrible scene where a guy as Cheryl said, is in a car driving when he shouldn't be driving. And these innocent girls who were doing a service to the public are now dead. And the families will never, ever recover from that event, Nancy, because of this guy using this drug that is supposedly safe which we know is not. No, it's not safe. Uh, With me, former president of Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Georgia Cheryl McCollum. You know, if you've ever gone to the grocery store and gotten a can of whipped cream, the Mm -hmm. can of whipped cream, Sure. you know what? You're one step away from the oldest drug abuse method uh, under the sun. Powering whipped cream is a very small dose of nitrous oxide. And uh, when it comes out and you suck it in, you get a high. That's what's called a whippet. Right. The little eight-gram container. That's exactly what it is. And again, they can fill it with anything. It can be a balloon. It can be a whipped cream dispenser, uh, spray paint. I mean, we've had cases where we get to a scene and somebody has died, and they'll have gold or silver spray paint all around their mouth because they were trying to huff the spray paint, and it kills them. I mean, people don't understand, Nancy. They think, oh, this is the newest thing. This is a cool trend. They don't understand the ramifications if they're not in a car. But you add a two-ton vehicle going 60 miles an hour, when you're out of your mind, people are going to die. It happened just before noon in Lake Halley. Police say a Girl Scout troop was picking up trash on County Highway P near Weber Field when a Ford truck went into the ditch, hitting the victims. Three young girls and one adult female died as a result. One young child remains in critical condition. The Lake Halley Police Department have the driver, 21-year-old Colton True of Chippewa Falls. He fled the area but later turned himself in. You are hearing from WEAU-TV reporter Brooke Schweiter. There on the scene, three Girl Scouts dead, including a mom, 
Um, Jana Kelly, nine years old, one of the Girl Scouts killed. Quote, there was no warning. It was fast. It was from behind. No one could turn around. Ah, that's what Robin Kelly, the troop leader, said. No warning. It was fast. It was from behind. No one could turn around. I'm looking at these little girls' pictures. It's called hippie crack, one of the several terms used for whippets. You can get them by an individual canister or an entire tank. They're perfectly legal to purchase. Why? Why are they legal to purchase? First, you get euphoria. You get hypoxia. And it seems so innocent, sucking out of a whipped cream canister. John Limley, what more do we know about the guy now charged Colton True in four vehicular homicides? Well, Nancy, in addition to he and his passenger there in the car huffing these computer keyboard cleaner uh, chemicals, they were fighting for control of the pickup. Uh, which killed these three children and a parent. Colton True admitted to police that he and his his roommate, John Stender, had been huffing. He said he lost control of the vehicle and fishtailed after Mr. Stender grabbed the steering wheel from him on this rural highway. Stender told authorities he took the steering wheel to correct True's driving, which then prompted his roommate to yell and violently grab the wheel back. As he did so, the truck swerved into the ditch, striking five victims, killing four and seriously injuring another. True sped off after the collision. Stender told police the next thing he recalled is waking up down the road. Waking up down the road. Take a listen to WCCO-TV's Kate Raddatz talking with the father of Jaina Kelly, now dead. It's just such a tragedy. You can't let anger take over, though. You want to get mad about it, but and you feel guilty about it, and you can't. It's just something that was out of our control. Brian Kelly's daughter, 9-year-old Jaina Kelly, along with 10-year-old Autumn Helgeson, 10-year-old Haley Hickel, and her 32-year-old mother, Sarah Jo Schneider, were killed. To Jason Oceans, uh, veteran trial lawyer in the tri-state area around New York. Jason Oceans, what's this guy looking at? Four vehicular homicides, three of them little Girl Scouts. Well, uh, he's, he's looking at some uh, some serious time, Nancy. Uh, you know, when these these cases happen all too often, and, and they don't always make headlines, uh, unfortunately. But uh, uh, the coupling with the Girl Scouts and, and the age and, and, and the volunteerism, he's, he's going to have the prosecutor go after him uh, full, full tilt. Uh, once a case hits the headlines like this, there's, there's probably no good plea deal to come. And uh, most of us would be happy about that. I say to people, you can't make sense of this. This is impossible, impossible to make sense. The pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Chippewa Falls is preparing how to talk to families about the tragedy at Wednesday night worship. To answer the kids' questions, to, to just be real with them, be honest with them, give them realistic answers. Um, to the questions that they are asking. According to the criminal complaint, an officer followed a trail of fresh fluid moving away from the crash scene that led him to True's residence, used a search warrant to find a Ford pickup with significant front-end damage. We would have waived any further reading. 
True admitted to investigators he and a friend, his passenger during the crash, had been huffing computer keyboard cleaner they bought that day. Court records also show True was found guilty of driving drunk in 2015. If convicted on his current 11 charges, he would essentially spend life in prison. You are here from WCCO-TV's Kate Raddatz talking about a previous charge. What does that, how does that factor into this scenario, Jason Oceans? Well, a previous bad act certainly, uh, you know, can come in. Uh, in certain states, they can. I'm not familiar with that jurisdiction. But clearly the fact that prosecutors are aware of that will will give them the impetus not to cut a deal with him and that uh, he's going to face all those counts. Uh, and, and as we just heard, he, he could be looking at life. John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What about the passenger that previously dragged, grabbed the wheel? What about him? Is he facing charges at all? Uh, those charges are pending at the moment. Uh, there has been no update on that. So, no. You know, he was so out of his mind, Cheryl McCollum, former president of MAD Georgia. We know that he's driving along in his black Ford F-150. He went over a full lane, all the way into a roadside ditch, mowing the girls down and the mom. It's as if he, it's like they were a target. It's like he went straight at them. Absolutely. Nancy, let's break this down for everybody. People that huff, they have found a legal way to purchase the drug they're going to use. So these two guys, you know, they're just not going to go to a drug dealer. They're going to go to your local store. And they're going to buy cleaner or whatever, spray paint, whatever it is that they choose. It's a legal way to get the item. And then, again, they're going to get in a car, and the effects of this huffing is going to be slurred feet. They're going to be disoriented. They're going to, you know, get exhausted. They're going to be lightheaded. And then they're just going to doze off, which is exactly what this jackass did. And he's got a history. He's got a DUI when he was even underage. And you and I both know from dealing with these crimes for 20 years this is not the only two times this man has driven under the influence he has driven uh -uh. no way heck no no. for every time somebody's caught dui they've driven dui 70 to 80 times before that according to statistics oh uh uh-uh no way to karen smith forensics expert how can this scene be reconstructed how can we tell exactly what happened now it's obvious to me what happened but you got to prove it at court that's right well you have their testimony first of all which is great now you go back and you reconstruct the crime scene as it is in situ you have the tire marks on the ground you have the dirt that's been disturbed you have the yaw marks you have the skid marks and you have the impact points those have all been marked with orange paint those have all been diagrammed you're going to get people who are using very sophisticated calculations. These traffic crash reconstructionists use a lot of physics and a lot of complicated mathematics to reconstruct how fast that truck was going, along with the data from the truck. If it's new enough, they can pull the chip and feed that right into their computers and tell exactly what that truck was doing at the moment of the impact. So all of that's going to come together in court. And believe me, this guy, I I hope he never sees the light of day again. Uh, he, he's, he's destroyed too many lives. Yeah, he can enjoy a whip it behind bars. He'll probably get to work in the uh, prison cafeteria and have access to, to whipped cream in a, in, a, in a can. Listen as KARE 11 TV's Danny Spiewak reports. They're giving back. 
with smiles on their face. Girl Scout Troop 3055 was out picking up trash when police say a pickup truck crashed into five troop members. Four were killed. Now identified by police as 10-year-old Haley Hickel, Hickel's mother Sarah Jo Schneider, 10-year-old Autumn Helgeson, and 9-year-old Jaina Kelly. Jaina's mom is a school employee and her dad is the county highway commissioner. The highway department is really, really hurting and the families are hurting. So the Girl Scouts are hurting. Uh, the elementary school is hurting. So we need to all come together. Charlie Walker works with the commissioner and has been fielding calls all weekend. And we knew that when that many phone calls hit, how can we help? How can we help? We better establish a vehicle quickly. So he helped organize a GoFundMe for all four families. And this little gesture is the best uh, we can do. Before we sign off, I want to say, blessed Veterans Day. My dad turned down a basketball scholarship to enlist early and lied about his age to get into the Navy. He was suddenly shipped across the world, far away from home for the very first time, and he fought for his country. Matt Grace, my father-in-law as well, Chuck Lynch, battling for his country. Without them, where would we be? To all veterans, God bless you, and God bless America. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.